I guess you could say there's no escaping this podcast. I guess you could say that. Nicely punned. <laughs> I guess they didn't like follow me. They were like, I don't know, doesn't doesn't sound right for a, a horror movie. So they, I, I mean, this is a horror movie ish, I guess, right? Is this a horror movie? I want I want to yeah. complain about this one more. Actually, I know this is an okay. episode because this is a pre episode. I, I want to talk about this movie once. Okay, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Once and only once. Uh, should we do a little update on the contest? Yeah, let's update on the contest. I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, as you may know, if you listen to this podcast, we had our second book come out this past week. It's called Trouble Always Finds Me. I wonder, should we tell people what the book is about at all? Yeah, we should. Just go to, well, you can go to TroubleAlwaysFindsMe.com for more information. But this is the second of a series of books, the Trouble Girl Detective series. About a girl named Trouble who, uh, gosh, how to how to describe it briefly? Uh, her father's a famous mystery novelist who wrote a series of books about a girl detective named Trouble. That's right. Don't get confused. Um, of which, of course, they were named after her. She's never met her father, but he's extremely successful, uh, multimillionaire, and she's finally moving back. She's, you know, their parents they were never married. She's kind of a bastard. She's moving back to the town he lives in. She's about to meet him, and then he is mysteriously killed. And in his will, he names seven heirs, of which he is one. They each get a certain weird item that is a clue to a mystery. And uh, whoever figures out who killed him wins all his money. So that's what the series is about. She's trying to solve the mystery of who killed her father and also other mysteries related to those clues that may or may not lead to who killed her father. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. It's fun. I'd read a whole book, maybe two, maybe a few more of that. Mm -hmm. Man, there's lots of good twists and turns, fun mysteries. Um, I think obvious influences for us would just be, you know, Veronica Mars, old Agatha Christie novels. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's some PLL in there for sure. The Western game. The Western game. Yeah. Which I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't make it very far into that when you gave it to me to read. I, I need to get back to that and try it again. Mm. But It's uh, definitely for kids. It's for kids, is it? Yeah. It's a good I thing. found it really dry at the beginning. Hmm. But. It's very simplistic. Uh, yeah, so what is this contest you refer to? What do, the what do you contest is, uh, as part of the marketing for this book. We're so you're going to get killed, and we all have to find a clue mm -hmm. to figure out who murdered you. Nice. Yeah. Wait, am I getting killed, or are they the audience member getting killed? Well, then how are they going to win the contest? That's a good point. Well, <laughs> I guess you, if you... Get killed, you lost. You've lost the game. If you die in the podcast, you die for real. Mm -hmm. So if you purchase this book and you take a photo of it or your e-reader with the book up there, or, you know, something like that, tweet it and tweet it out to your, your own followers. Include the hashtag trouble always finds me and we will find you. We will see the hashtag and you'll be entered into a drawing. Uh, you can double dip. So if you do this on both Twitter and Instagram, you get two entries. Uh, you know, two two little lottery balls in the the lottery that we're doing. The we're gonna pick two winners, and those winners get to co-host an episode of the podcast with us, either Headcanon, this podcast, or our OG podcast, Pretty Little Liars, uh, Bros Watch PL Two. So you can um, you can co-host a commentary track with us on the PLL podcast, or you can pick a movie or TV show to talk about on this podcast. So update on that. First of all, thank you to everyone on Twitter who's like tagged 
one or both or all of us or some variation to be found in Mm -hmm. addition to just a hashtag. Um, If you're on Instagram, I really don't know if we'll see the hashtag if you're private. I don't believe we will. Yeah. Actually, I know know we won't because I'm private and I hashtagged it and it doesn't come up on there. So if you're private on Instagram, thank you for for hashtagging us. You got to think about this, all right? Um, Shoot us an email, you know, like uh, at broswatchplt at gmail.com. Like, let us know. Or instant message us on Instagram or whatever. Sure, sure. In the app. But yeah, use your heads. Think about this. You got to get seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would would hate for someone not to be entered the drawing when they thought they were. Because as far as I know, only one person has double dipped so far. I mean, it's just right there for the taking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got to maximize your odds. You do. All right. Well, I think we can start the main pod now. Right. I think we can. I think we should. Let's do it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm James. And I'm Marcus Marks. Hi. Hello. We're back. Same time every week, pretty much. Mm. It's our, our, our horgasm. Is that what we're calling it, right? Horrorgasm. Yeah. Horgasm week, is week something three else. three <laughs> of the horrorgasm. Terrorgasm? I don't know. We're doing spooky movies. This weekend, we picked an especially spooky one. It is No Escape, starring the one, the only Keegan Allen. Keegan, thank you for joining us. That was your cue to do a Keegan Uh, impression. Sorry, I feel like this is your bag. I really want to see you. I want to (laughs) thank you you for having me. It is an honor. Big fan. Come on, Griffin Newman. Do do Mm -hmm. both voices on this podcast. Or we'll do a thing. We'll do a bit. Like I've seen other podcasts where like, you'll be like, hey, I'll be right back. I need to leave the room. And then sure. Keegan will come in. Mm-hmm. He's actually here at my house. <laughs> he had to take a shower. He hits you for, for doing this terrible impression of him for the mm-hmm. all these years. And then like you go put ice on it. And then he just has the podcast. He just sits in for the pod. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair trade. Let me tell you what I was feeling during this scene. I really wanted to capture the angst. Of being an influencer. Well, before we talk about No Escape, let's talk a little bit about what we've been, you know, watching, listening to, reading lately. What are you watching these days? Oh, Jesus. Um, the only thing that I really watched this last week is I watched three episodes of a show called Next. Have you heard of this? Next. Next. No, I don't believe so. This is one of those shows that like I saw like the sizzle trailer, like two years ago and it finally just came out now it stars roger slatterly slattery slattery i think slattery um it's like uh is it like a sci-fi show it seems like it'd be a sci-fi show it's 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 somewhere in the in oh the, it's one of the, the 24 guys does it okay yeah it's somewhere in the guy who did like star trek enterprise it's in the milieu mm-hmm. of uh of a uh, person of interest where it's like he's a I don't know, like a tech guy who got kicked out of his company. He's got some kind of, you know, mental issue and the tech company has built the next big AI and it's evil and it's out there. Man, this is and starring it, uh, John Slattery and a bunch of nobody's. Yeah, it's not great, but I all three episodes were on Hulu and I was like, OK, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I was like, isn't this the show I saw a trailer for like two years ago? It's like a network TV show. Ago? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like him and the the cute FBI agent. Like it's like a procedural where they mm-hmm. have to fight AI, but no. Uh, 
Oh man, talk about a, a shit sandwich. It starts with like a little um, preface quote from Elon Musk. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oof. Um, that's what I want. Like what, what quote? Like what has Elon Musk ever said that's worth quoting? Oh God, it's like, what does he say? Something about like something with AI and you're letting the demon out of the bottle or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to name my kid some dumbass name. That's that's the quote at the beginning. Uh I, apparently, I need to watch Blind Manor. Everyone seems to be very, very crying about it, and that's just I, another one of those Netflix like haunting shows, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah. I don't know if I care, but like apparently, the new Sorkin Netflix movie is out, and I'm I don't know, mildly interested. Speaking of which, that is what I've been watching. I haven't finished it. I'm about uh, halfway through Trial of Chicago Seven. How's that? Um, it's fine. It's enjoyable. I don't. I mean, we'll see. You know, I don't want to make a full judgment until we get to the end. It's certainly very watchable. I don't know if I would call this like the toppest of tier Sorkin, but it's also not newsroom. So I'd say it's worth watching, at least so far. It's, uh, I don't know, if nothing else, a good reminder of what irredeemable pieces of shit Republicans and law enforcement is. So don't know it'll make you angry. Reminder. Yeah. Don't know. Well, it's already got Eddie Redmayne, so I'm angry. I mean, I sense that it's, it's, it's Sorkin, so it's probably going to try to have some sort of uplifting ending. I don't know how realistic or earned that will be but we'll see it's just got to be better than molly's game i never saw molly's game yeah you're fine i believe he directed this one too yeah which i i still think he's a better writer <laughs> for sure for mm-hmm. sure um, what are you reading what well you skipped over what we're listening to oh did we yeah is that an actual order yeah okay you didn't get the memo no all right well what are you listening to uh, you know, I'm all over the place. I had a Leaky Lee night the other night. That was fine. Leaky Lee. Yeah. Mm. She hasn't been on now in a while. Uh, what about you? Uh, for some reason I ended up down like an Elton John rabbit hole. I think just because of what like YouTube kept recommending me. So I guess that's the only thing of note I've been listening to lately. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. So the sun didn't go down on you? We didn't let that happen? No, it did not. Okay. What are you reading? I'm still working my way through the secret history, but I've also on the side been reading Snow Falling on Cedars by David Gooderson, which I'm almost done with. Why? Um, I just wanted something. Defend yourself. To read. I wanted something completely different to read. Uh, mm-hmm. This book, this book, it's like 20 something years book? old. They, the Snow Falling on Cedars. Okay. It's like 20 something years old. I know they made a movie with like Ethan Hawke out of, out of it. I'm kind of curious to watch it now because this book, is so horny. It is so unnecessarily horny. Maybe that could be your new thing. You're like an Ethan Hawke lord. No. Why would that be no, my thing? Why are know. you pushing that on me? <laughs> I could see it being your thing. You could em- see Ethan embrace, Hawke, embrace Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke being Sam. my thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've probably seen more Ethan Hawke movies than you, but probably yeah. <laughs> what a what a weird, <laughs> specific, absurd insult. It wasn't an insult. He's apparently a very good actor. I like how you put the apparent. Mm-hmm. I just don't watch very many movies. I mean, he was fine in Dead Poets Society, I suppose. <laughs> I get him and Billy Crudup mixed up sometimes. One of those two guys is going to knock on your door tonight and challenge <laughs> you to a duel. Uh, Billy Crudup will be too busy, though, uh, knocking up girlfriends and then leaving them. Okay. Is that like the one piece of personal information you have about Billy Crudup? It is. It is the one piece of information it I have. It does a lot of Broadway, Billy. I think. It's one of those New York he? guys, yeah. 
Wasn't it weird when he showed up in Mission Impossible 3? It was like, oh, hey, he's still working. I mean, he's just one of those actors who's always just seemed to exist. But, like, never as a major star. I don't know. He's, um... I also was not the biggest fan of Almost Famous, which I know everyone loves, but I was just kind of blah, too. I guess he is. He's in the Apple the Apple show, right? Morning morning show? I think he, he is a supporting character in that. I get the feeling that he's basically playing, like, a spotlight character a little bit in that show. Mm. I feel like he's kind of in that that thing where it's like him and Billy Campbell can't be in the same room together because then... I don't know. People just think they, they took too much mm. of their pills. Yeah. Double vision. All right. Well, what am I reading? Um, so I finally finished the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes. Hooray for me. Congratulations for making it through that just turgid novel that is just completely pointless. The ending was actually even worse than the rest of it. Um, I'm just not sure what the point of that book was. It uh, Of all the ways you thought that book could have ended, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it was just like an extremely flaccid fart. Like all the potential conflict they could have gotten into. No. No. Actually, I think hooray for me for mm-hmm. bailing the fuck out of there. Cool. Because, I mean, halfway through that book, you're thinking it's going to turn out that she's been like, you know. Using him. Using him the whole time. And she's going to betray him in some way. And he's going to become injured in a way that's the, like that's what the whole deal with his like bleeding mouth is. And. No, none of that happens. The, nothing about the bleeding mouth in this book. No. What the fuck? Then? No. Yeah. I, what the fuck? Does snow fall on top at the end? Snow lands on top. Uh, I think that might be the final uh, sentence of the book. Oh, how original! Mm-hmm. You hadn't heard that a billion, jillion fucking times by that point in the book. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm seriously baffled by the existence of that book. It, it seems like it, she just eventually got tired of writing it and just like quickly ended it. Somebody uh, insert a cash register sound to explain it. Yeah. But I mean, like that's the best you could come up with. I don't know. Uh, but thankfully, I'm done with that. I started a new book. It's called The Left-Handed Booksellers of London. Uh, it's by Garth Nix, who wrote some a series I really liked. The uh, I guess they called the Abhorson books. Uh, Sabriel is mm-hmm. the first one. I really like those books, so this is just like, it just came out. Um, it's like a new book of his. It would seem to be just like a one-off. I don't think it's part of the series. It's interesting. It's like about these booksellers who have magical powers and fight the underworld or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've so, delayed long enough. I just saw a tweet. I wanted to your opinion. Are you a candy mm-hmm. guy? You're a candy guy, right? A candy guy? Yeah, you're not like anti-candy. Like John Candy? No, I mean like like oh. candy, like delicious sweet treats for your mouth. Once upon a time, I fucking loved candy bars, but I uh, I don't eat them anymore. So I saw a tweet that our our, our listener, Andrew, retweeted. Mm-hmm. One has to go, and it's Snickers, Milky Way, Reese's. And this is uh, an easy Twix. answer. The, the answer is Milky Way, because you get Milky Way in a Snickers, and there's just peanuts in it. So Reese's mm-hmm. and Twix are both different types of candy. So if you have to lose one, you lose the Milky Way. I would also lose Twix, too. but. Hmm. Well, oh, you're wrong. Right. No, I'm not. <laughs> all right. So, do you want to talk about No Escape? <laughs> yes. Let's talk about No Escape. Previously called Follow Me. This is a, still called Follow Me in your the latest Keegan Allen joint. Yeah. I, I actually, when I was like looking for metadata to add to the the video, it, I couldn't find it under No Escape. It was just under Follow Me. Uh, it just came out. I am not sure where. I don't know. Is this on Netflix? I'm not even. I don't even know. Well, I saw from 
in my social media dive, I saw on Holland Roden's Instagram that apparently it has been released in Holland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> by by the way, you were wrong. This is not a Holland Roden movie. This is Keegs. He's the, the the headline performer here. She's great in this movie. In a nothing, She's, nothing, nothing. She role. exists in this movie. I would go that far. Role. Do you have an opening statement? <laughs> Uh, it is yes no written and directed by will wernick who also did escape room and this is kind of like his jam he was like a guy who lives in la who likes going to escape rooms and has somehow parlayed that into a filmmaking career and has done escape room 2 which they have pushed back this is filmed in uh 2018 by the way this movie. yeah like escape room 2 should have come out earlier this year but who gives a shit all right so my opening this movie is bad. It is so bad. And also, I wish it was worse so that I could love it more, if that makes sense. Uh, the escape room part of this, which I don't care about in general, is just, eh. There's a torture porn aspect to this movie, that which leaves me utterly flaccid. It's a real peek into influencer culture, I guess, um, in a way that made me realize that as, that as much as I thought I hated influencer culture, and I watched both Firefest documentaries, Apparently, I can hate influencer culture that much more. It's that much more deserving of hate. It kind of at times played out to me like the worst video game ever, especially if that video game was an adaptation of an Eli Roth movie, sort of. Um, I feel like it didn't even get the right stink for the kind of dog shit that it is. After this movie is over, or after this podcast is over, the minute we hit record or finish recording and say goodbye, I'm going to go watch David Fincher's The Game as hard as I possibly can. Because this movie is really, really hoping that you're young enough to have never seen that movie. Um, as far as Keegan Allen, I think like a lot of actors, there's two modes where Keegan Allen really excels. I think he can nail the strong silent type. But also, I think there's something natural and authentic that shines through when you start to suspect that he's probably just a huge dork in real life, which you don't get in this movie. Um, in fact, I don't think you're supposed to know who he is or what kind of character he's playing, really, once the cameras stop rolling. I was quite frankly astounded by how little chemistry anybody had in this movie with anybody else or even objects. Um, also, lastly, this movie has a 20% of Rotten Tomatoes, and that is quite frankly generous as fuck. Over to you, Big Daddy. All right. Well, um, thank you for that, Marco. This is a little awkward. Keegan, uh, Will Wernick, director of the film. Do you have any response? No. Um, yeah, this movie. I feel Ow. like at the start of this movie, I did think this movie had some real potential. I thought it started off okay enough. I was getting like the circle vibes. I was just getting all tingly. Oh I God, I felt that so bad watching your tweet happen last night. I was like, you poor bastard. <laughs> Give it 10 more minutes. Good job of doing a pastiche of the whole influencer lifestyle. I think they, they nailed this like faux low gang vibe there and, and how horrible those types of people are. Everything about the idea of traveling to a foreign country and getting it in over my head is kind of like in my wheelhouse of anxiety. So I think that that's a good concept. Um, and then the the escape room happens. The initial stuff is like, eh, okay, you know, it's a little bit tense. You know, you got to solve some puzzles and whatnot. But then it, it really feels like they just absolutely ran out of steam and out of budget, like less than halfway through the movie. Uh, we went from some exteriors that were probably filmed in like Canada, but at least kind of looked like they could be Moscow. Like there is at least like exterior shots to just like a bunch of dem warehouse rooms. And the villains that they introduced were so bland and forgettable. Um, this movie's basically the game for Zoomers, uh, but they really honked the ending. It was like the movie thought it was being profound when it's really just dumb cheat thrills. Uh, I don't know. It's nice to see that the Keekster is getting work, I guess. Uh, I think his uh, his performance, he, 
the script just didn't get much to do here. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's as mm. nice as I can be. Yeah. I can't wait to delete this movie from my iTunes. This movie was so dumb. <sighs> All right. Well, how many top moments do you have? Uh, I could stretch it to three. Oh, come on. Seriously? I have three. Wow. Wow. You really hated this, huh? Number four. I, Paul Norman's I, I adorable. Have, I have seven. Holy fuck. Hmm. Are you shitting me? <laughs> These are moments. Okay. Mm-hmm. By all means. <laughs> so my number seven. The immediate ab shot at the beginning. It's like the first thing you see in the movie, which I felt was um, just appropriate for like this movie knows their audience. Number six. Uh, I believe it's Thomas's best friend. who's like surprised him on the plane, comes over to Keegan and he said, and he kind of looks over at his girlfriend, uh, Holland Roland. And he says, how's that going? And Keegan just kind of gives him this dorky grin and goes, she's cool. <laughs> what a ringing endorsement of your girlfriend. My number five, when Keegan picks up the scalpel at the uh, beginning of the escape room, there's like this dead body. And he goes, I think I'm supposed to cut this guy open, <laughs> which I found hilarious. Something about the delivery of it. And then you said you had four. Is that right? Uh, four. I, I, it's a nothing burger roll, but Holland Roland's adorable. That's my number four. Okay. My number four is uh, just that real douche chill moment when he's live blogging while they're leaving that restaurant. And he's like, I thought Russia was, Russia was just full of like, you know, like guns and gangsters or something. Everyone just like stops and stares at him. Uh, I don't know. I, I just I, I think I watched this movie assuming that this was all Keegan Allen's real life. It's a documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that your number three or number four? That was my number four. My number three. Um, the opening of this movie is so unintentionally hilarious. Was he's doing the whole, like you said, the the pastiche of the influencer thing. Um, and then after the camera stops rolling, it's just him like hanging out with his group, which by the way, finding out what you're doing halfway through the flight, it's maybe too late for your 10th anniversary of your fucking blog or vlog. But uh, at one point, Dash is just like, bro, for your 10th anniversary, we are taking you to an escape room. And Keegan Allen is just like, are you serious? That's lame. <laughs> it's like, yep. It's like they have escape rooms in LA, man. Seriously. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, wannabe actors are working right now. <laughs> so my number three is, I don't know if you caught this, but it's as they're leaving the airport after like the weird like you know altercation with the security guards there. They're like walking out to like the car. And for whatever reason, Keegan Allen is doing this weird little like hoppy skippy dance thing. And like, he's like, he's laughing to himself. I don't know if that was supposed to be filmed or like, like that was just the only take they had or something like that. But it's like really goofy. There's a whole authentic thing about Keegan Allen that I feel like they're not even touching upon. Like, cause they want him to be the lead sort of, but all of his friends seem more capable than anything to him i kept thinking like just let this character be a dork when the camera stops rolling and it'll be so much more interesting so you're, you're just like let let keegs cook yeah let him cook let him mm-hmm. let him show you his mutant power um my number two is at one point in the escape room keegan allen sums up the movie where he's like dash which by the way his friend's name is dash fuck that guy dash we're in russia in an escape room because of a guy you barely know how could i be so stupid that's it that's the tweet 
my number two also involves Dash. It's when uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I think this is after he's gotten out. Dash is still in like his cell, uh, and Keegan says, "Yes, Dash, like a real dead Russian from the war." <laughs> the delivery is uh, it's chef's kiss. <laughs> I'm so much thrilled that you enjoy this movie more than <laughs> I did. Uh, my number one is, in um, <clears throat> contrary to what you were saying, the high art perfection moment at the restaurant as they're leaving and he's like whoa babe i haven't been like on broadcast for you know three hours so he pulls out the thing and he's just like i don't know why everyone shit talks russia russia so much besides the guns and the gangsters it's not so bad (laughs) everyone stops in this place and looks at every single person record scratch and then he looks at them and this could have been the douche chill moment but he's just like what it's not that bad (laughs) (laughs) and his girlfriend's just like Tugging on his other arm, like, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, my number one is when he's in the escape room and he figures out that there's like some some gears he has to solve for this puzzle. And he goes, gears. What's up, kids? I'm using gears to solve puzzles to save my friends' lives. <laughs> Actually, let me do that in, in Keegan voice. He goes, What's Please. up, kids? I'm using gears to solve puzzles to save my friends' lives. Um, See, that that whole sequence is as close as they got to like dramatic tension in the movie. I will say this though, that impression was was perfect, notation perfect for PLO, mm-hmm. where he played it so robotic at times. Mm-hmm. The the he's at least animated in this movie, and that's why it feels. I like, do think so he, he does a good influencer. I just don't think that there was anything in the script for him to do. You no, know? in the movie, it's just like a very uncreative script. The movie kept leaving spaces for like. Who is he before they they hit yeah. play or hit record? Or who is he after? Like the and it's so much. I mean, of it starts ADR. off with him psyching himself up to record, and it's like maybe they're going to delve into this, and we're we're going to learn something about his character. Like maybe there's a theme or something, but it never really goes there. Well, and I, I really want to dive in as we go through it. Like all the parts, you can definitely tell. They must have gone to the editing room and been like, fuck, we have nothing. Get the actors back in here for some ADR. It's also yeah. only 88 minutes, too. So just imagine. And it's There's a lot of stock footage to get us. But I mean, I feel minutes. like the the in another country in trouble like that is I feel like that plays well. Like there's that book and I think they made a movie out of it. The Ruins, you know, it's not entirely similar situation, but a little bit of like these young kids out to have a good time, kind of underestimating uh, how dangerous something might be in another country. Like that plays well. That's always interesting. There's a thousand of these movies. Though. Mm-hmm. There's broke down palace. There's even taken. Sure. One of these yeah. movies. Although Keegan Allen as uh, John Wick's cousin, Jack taken. I don't remember the character's name. Jack taken. Okay. I don't remember the character's name. You're talking about Brian son? from taken. Oh, Brian taken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian McTaken. Brian O'Taken. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. This movie. You want to start talking about this movie? Sure. So we start off. Uh, it's all exactly. Uh, exactly where Boogie Nights ends. <laughs> yeah. Escape Productions <laughs> is the uh, name of the production company. This guy's really into escape rooms. Um, Delson Air, which is like immediately it's like fake airline. So it's like, what are we doing here? It's like bad CGI plane. And Producer. then. Same as the producer. Yeah. Keegan's doing his, his Dirk Diggler shot there in the mirror. Has to psych himself up in the hotel bathroom. And it's they're trying to suggest that, uh, you know, there's some sort of stress or 
kind of detachment between the life of an influencer on and off camera, but they don't really do anything with that because I don't think the movie really does have anything to say. The most it has is like, whoa, wouldn't it be edgy if is as far as it gets. Well, I mean, like, is it saying you can't escape an online life? I don't think that's quite the case. Also, why is the shirt off? Does he take a shirt off the shit? Maybe he does. I don't know. Hmm. Some people take like their entire clothes off. To, to like take George Costanza? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like any encumbrances. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Then the first line of the movie, the, the Sterling, like, uh, like throw out like Louie. I think it's the start of a beautiful relationship as a great ending line. Great opening line. What up, kids? What up, kids? You can't see, but I'm doing that hand motion that one yeah, makes when so they say, what up, kids? Yeah. So am I. Uh, Raising the roof, baby. Hashtag escape real life. This is ERL. is like his, his channel, I guess. Also, original title for the movie. This is the only part of the movie where it feels like uh, they even tried a little, like, filmmaking-wise. Yeah. Like, this kind of, like, he's doing this, like, recap of, you know, basically who he is and his life as a streamer. And it's, like, all these cuts from, you know... 10 years of movies and it's just all this like stupid shit that you'd find on like a I I, I've never watched it but I assume this is kind of like Logan Paul-esque or like Jake Mm -hmm. Paul-esque um it's like the the, just like the little text that comes on screen here and there or like sound effects and whatnot to like emphasize what he's talking about like uh like like doge dog captains yeah captions yeah yeah so I mean one point he's like he's starting the video in the bathroom and then like continuing into that part where the the flight attendant's like preparing the drinks and he's just like, what up kids? I am so high. 30,000 feet in the air high. And the stewardess is just like, what? <laughs> what? And he's just like continuing on. Well, it's doing the, the, the move that a lot of uh, kids these days like to do in the edit videos where they just like zoom in on something in the background yeah. and do like a digital yeah. zoom. It drives me crazy. I don't know how you do that too. I mean, there are apps. I mean, but still, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's how little of an influencer clearly I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the movie is called Follow Me in Every Other Territory. And they really are hyping that, like the, the people behind the movie, because I think they think that's where they're going to make money. Because don't horror movies do a lot better in Europe and Asia? I mean, in theory, they would do well in America, although there's a pandemic right now. So that could be also, influencing things. There are five other movies called No Escape. <laughs> Mm-hmm. according to wikipedia yeah, yeah so we're, we're getting the recap on this guy's life he's been a vlogger for 10 years going around just kind of like being a bro and sometimes trying to scare himself but not always just like looking for good content i guess been coming to this party for 10 years and in no way is that depressing mm-hmm. there's like he's like playing there, russian roulette with a guy at some point well, and laughing like maybe, yeah there's like maybe six shots of keegan allen probably from his own instagram lives one of the clips is just him doing backflips while playing Frisbee or maybe even Frolf. He's getting there's a tattoo stuff. with this girl Holly wrote in there. Yeah, there's some stuff of him like doing footage from one of his like mall signings. And, yeah, 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 there's like real Keegan footage in there, which I thought was funny. I mean, I think we're supposed to think that this character named Cole, who mm-hmm. will be referred to as Keegan Allen, mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to think that he's a little rascal, but I don't know if I ever totally got that. So well, the movie starts you off thinking that um, he does have some sort of interiority to him. You know, he's like staring at himself in the mirror, kind of like uh, glum. And then he like psychs himself up to do this video. So you're like, OK, we're going to explore that in some way in the movie. And then we don't see again. Strong, silent type. He can play mm-hmm. that. He can be expressive. I think space. he's doing a good job playing like a douchebag vlogger, but there's just nothing else there. No, no, it's nothing else there. Not a thing. So he's writing first class of his friends. Like they're all like in those little weird pod things. Cause they're 
They're going to fucking Moscow to do something big for his 10th anniversary. Could not pay me enough fucking money to do what these guys are doing. Well, especially Moscow. Yeah. Especially the last four years. Read the fucking room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Going to to like a secret, uh, like extreme escape room in Moscow. No, thank you. Uh, so he's got his, his crew with him, which includes Dash. Dash is the kind of guy that I feel like if you hit a rock, you're going to hit 12 of these guys in L.A. Dash um, is the guy who I think his role on the team is to be even more in- extreme. Like, I think he's like the it? instigator. I think so. Yeah, he seems like the instigator who's there to kind of like push things too far so that uh, Cole is like the kind of the the not extremely crazy center of things, I guess. So I've never seen, I want to apologize to the audience. Mm-hmm. I have never seen one minute when I Oda of entourage, but I am sure that there is a qualifier there for who dash is supposed to be. Mm. <laughs> um, Samantha, who was disqualified from the X games this time, which I feel like Cole calls out in kind of a dick move. Yeah. He's kind of just like in your fucking face. You got injured or something. Yeah, she seems like the actual most extreme one. Plus, she's got like neck tattoos. She's got like she is tattoos. extremely tatted up. Yeah, but she's a in real life she's a rapper. But like she's got like those tattoos where they look like they're supposed to be like sideburns, but they're tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Aaron, who's cute. That's the girlfriend who's just kind of redheaded and bubbly. Um, she seemingly they haven't been dating for too long. I guess like she doesn't seem to like really be a part of his world that much, or at least on they, camera. They. When he says five minutes in the in this point where we're talking about, oh, that's my girlfriend. I was like, is it? Mm-hmm. Is it really? Like, you have no chemistry whatsoever. This is also her first time out of the States. Yeah. And then there is Thomas, who is like his BFF from childhood, who we see like in, in some of the early montages. You see like they like him with a little kid. This is the, the friend um, who seemingly he doesn't always have on his videos now is the impression. Like he's like surprised by this guy. Oh, shit. He's on the plane, too. Like, probably hasn't seen this guy in a while. Also, Thomas has been writing coach this whole time yeah. to preserve the surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we see then after after the, the big show is over, Keegan's like sitting in his seat, posting this video to his 12.4 million followers, which that video has a sneaky amount of editing in it. So like, has he just been working on that for a huge time? That would take a life? long fucking time. Like, yeah. and editing on your phone too? I know. Good God. So again, like... It's supposed to imply that, like, okay, like the, the the cameras are off now. He gets to be real. Um, this brings me to a pause where a legitimate question I've had before, but it brings up now. What do you think Keegan Allen smells like? Um, what real men smell like? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say like like the woods the, and leather. I was gonna say across the, like a like a <laughs> who's semen? <laughs> yeah, you're like wow, real bleachy in here. <laughs> I was just like crossing like a fruit smoothie or a very berry hair conditioner mm. and like seeing a man about a horse. Okay. Um, yeah. So Dash says that he's got a buddy named Alexi in Moscow who's going to take them to the best clubs and the best restaurants and then an escape room experience. And this just, is when Keegan's like, the hardest what? of passes, man. <laughs> what lame? So lame. Let's go to the clubs in Russia. Let's not. Maybe, maybe I'm just an introvert, but man, does this not sound like fun? Oh, fuck no. Oh, fuck no. I don't want to go to Putinville. I'm sorry. Uh, so apparently this escape room has been built especially for them, which again, don't trust your 10th anniversary of your brand to this lame surprise. You're already on the plane. 
you've just uploaded a video saying you're going somewhere. Wait, I I assume that this Dash guy is like a regular on his channel. Like he's almost uh, like I a business so. partner. Yeah. 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 Um, so Keegan then does a live to tell everyone that he's doing so, going to some fucking oligarch kids escape room party that was tailored just to them. And Ugh. on on which uh, Dash is like talking shit about this Alexi guy, not realizing that he's live. And it's like, oh, shit, like cut that part out. And it's like, it's live, bro. So you see all those like the fucking like live comments and everything too, the little mm-hmm. the little hearts and whatever. So the video's over, and then like Thomas is like, "What's up with you and Aaron?" And I was like, "Yeah, what is up with you and Aaron? What's her She's deal?" She's cool. You're clearly not dating her. Keegan smile. She's cool. <laughs> so then he says even more insultingly, "She's the first girl I've been with that I feel like really sees me," which I found so hilarious. <laughs> She just like looks over while reading a book and like nods. I mean, you could at the same time say that this character's never even met before because the vibes are all wrong. So there's some turbulence. They all love it at the airport. You know what they get wrong about the whole everything uh, influencer thing they're going for? It's like these guys aren't wearing douchey enough clothing. Like Keegan's just got like beanies and a scarf and a t-shirt, but like there should be like way more egregious like brand product placement going on. He needs some like really like flared up he sh- jeans. He should be like, like hawking sunglasses that are like his own brand, you know, and like just be ex- extremely annoying. I could see Keegan bringing back like, like he's be like, what's up? What's up? What up, kids? I'm bringing back monocles. Mm-hmm. No, but like he needs the kind of jeans that you see some asshole walking past you, those jeans, and you're like, how do you even wash those? Mm-hmm. But maybe he didn't bring those to Russia because he figured that the Russians would just kill him and steal his jeans. <laughs> so their their douchebag friend Dash decides to like it's like, hey man, you ever wonder like what's uh, on the other side of one of these uh, luggage, uh, carousels. luggage carousels? And they're like, no. He's like, well, I'm going to find out, bro. And like goes you know under the little curtain there around the the backside of one of those things. And which, like, I don't know, I feel like this is almost low stakes for the type of influencer he seems to be playing. Change number you know one. What, I mean? what, if, what if that was the last time we saw Dash? The last time we saw Dash, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Because uh, Dash's camera comes back around, but no Dash. And they're like, oh, what happened to him? And then they see, like, the guards, like, coming out of a side door uh, with this guy. And it's like, whoa, whoa, we're just playing a prank, Russian bros. Like, can't you just chill out? And it's like a tense scene until Alexei walks in, who... It looks like he's actually fashionably dressed like like they should be. Russia, Russia fashionable. Russia fashionable, yeah. And it's just like smooth things over. We we There's no subtitles. We don't know what he's saying, but it seems to indicate. I get, I get a do you know who I am vibe here. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Like, do you yeah. know who my father is? Yeah. Better in Russian. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the guy looks at his passport and then starts like genuflecting. Like, oh, oh I'm sorry. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like Putin's nephew here. Um, mm-hmm. oh. Wearing sunglasses so- indoors. Yeah. Yeah, so Alexi's just like giving Dash shit for what he said about him on the on the live. Like, oh, I I, I party, I throw money around like an idiot. <laughs> uh, Dash is like, oh man, oh man, don't kill me, <laughs> please. I'm so sorry. Alexi's <laughs> like, my friend, I am fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they go outside, and there's like this like uh, brunette or like black haired chick. And uh, like, question for you. Mm-hmm. I read the Wikipedia, but do they ever say her name once in this movie? They do. They do it right here because I'm about to oh, do, do a joke on it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so leather jacket, leather pants. She walks up, you know, she 
some some hot chick who's obviously uh, Alexi's girlfriend, and he just goes, he walks up, kisses her for like ten seconds, and he goes, "Everyone, this is Victoria, my sister." No, he doesn't say that last part, but he definitely should have. Very nice. <laughs> um, yeah, he's the kind of guy. Alexi's the kind of guy that will like he wants people to watch him sensually kiss his girlfriend, mm-hmm. like that kind of kissing too, where their mouths aren't even touching, but their tongues are just like yes. Every other tongue is a clit, and they're just like going at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a driver and a security guard who I think we see the driver exactly one more time, and then we don't. And then we have a whole new driver later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they go to a fancy mansion to do vodka shots. This is where the movie's fucking confusing. Is this, because... is this like a mansion or is this a hotel? Well, no. So this is the confusing part. Yeah. They go to Alexi's mansion. And then after the club, they go to the hotel. And you think they're at Lexi's mansion, but they're not. They're at the fucking hotel that we didn't know about. They're doing lots of vodka shots. And it's a whole lot of like, let's get this all on camera. Look, we're all doing shots together. God, that does not look like fun to me. There's just this vibe that they're getting themselves in a situation that even John Wick won't try to get them out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They drive to a club that looks like it's sketchy as fuck from outside. Also, it might be in either a Vancouver or L.A. warehouse. I mean, if you told me, hey, we got to go party with this guy you've never met, I'd just be like, huh. I'm like, what, am I getting paid for this? Why? Why do I have to do this? Oh, it sounds like a chore. Like yeah. You're, you're handing me a social bill. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the first, as they get out of the SUV to go into this club, the first of many ADR scenes. I love this ADR dialogue. This, this is my number five moment. Cole says, hey, Aaron. Look, it's a real Russian club. And she says, obviously. Great dialogue. I just, can you imagine the fucking panic in the editing room where they're like, this movie doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's horrible. So they're in this club, such as it is. I don't know. Are these what clubs There's, look like in Russia? Sure. There are maybe generously 15 people in this club. Well, this it's, movie it's, uh, is so there's, low budget. There's multiple layers. There's like a downstairs and an upstairs and. There's laser lights. But I mean, this is compared to the rest of the movie. This is like, wow, you guys really splurged because the rest of the movie is just going to take place in a a abandoned warehouse. Because all the rest of the budget was spent on gears. Mm -hmm. So many gears. So Dash is like lusting after some chick. She gets over like across the club. She comes over and just sits down and starts like essentially making out with uh, Alexi's girlfriend. Mm hmm. And then, and then Alexi's girlfriend says something to this girl, and she goes over and starts making out with Dash. There it's it's so like much... it's like they know that like Dash thought this chick was cute, and so they're just like, go to him, service him, and he's just like awesome. And it's like, is that cool? Would you want that? I don't know. There's just so much spit being like exchanged mm-hmm. in this sequence alone, which again, post pandemic, you really got to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so Keegan films his girlfriend dancing on the dance floor. Um, again, how low budget this is. There's 14 people in this club tops. Um, she says, Oh, this is happening. <laughs> Let's dance. Well, the, when the, uh, I don't know. I think their name's like Mina or something. When she comes over to make out with dash, she just like sits down next to him. He's like, Oh, uh, how, how are you doing? And she's just like, have a shot. And just like shoves vodka down his throat and starts making out with him immediately. It would be hilarious if you just like coughed it up in her face. <laughs> just threw up in her face. Yeah. <laughs> That's a movie. So, Dash starts doing some break dancing. Keegan is getting down. I am getting down. Uh, Keegan starts doing a video of Alexi. Like they they compare how much they drink at one point. His like, dancing. Alexi, you drink like this every night. Yeah. Yes, Alexi's just like I will be drinking like two more bottles of vodka tonight. Come on, you lightweights. <laughs> yeah. So these two girls come up. They're fans of Keegan's vlog. They look like twins out of a Robert Palmer music video. Yes. 
<laughs> well, maybe they just got that video there in Russia. <laughs> I was like, what is the fuck is this look? Like, can you imagine like doing a live vlog with this Alexi guy? Like, I just said, I don't know you, man. I don't know what you're going to say. Like, you're going to be weird or something. Well, the problem is, should there be like a producer? Like, shouldn't da- yeah. should Dash's role? Yeah, it's probably Dash's role. Yeah. Also, I don't know what the situation of these assholes. Like, do you have like legal? Do you have like releases that people have to sign ad nauseum? I I, I don't know if the ephemeral nature of lives mm-hmm. that's how it works. But anyway, I, I mean, I think the way those influencers usually roll is it's uh you know ask for what's the what's the saying uh ask for forgiveness later. I can't remember the saying. Ask it's for like, permission. Yeah, later. Yeah. Or whatever yeah forgiveness yeah. later mm-hmm. um i just i don't know why i'm flashing back to what's his name the flash like choking out that girl how does he still have a career oh ezra miller yeah who knows yeah um which again this movie it needed a keegan allen i wish it did better by him because like you couldn't put an ezra miller in this role it'd be too creepy well the the good version of this movie dash isn't just like his the douchebag self that he is in this movie but like he's an extreme hothead or something Mm-hmm. like you need you or need a super nerd what Thomas sh- is a nerd well because you you need a producer character not to be the instigator because yeah. like that seemingly is dash's role but he's also kind of like helps with the blogs like those should be two different characters well what is the purpose of samantha yeah i'm not sure she's just like their friend who's in the x games who tagged along or something what's well, like she has copious tattoos that's our cred mm-hmm. yeah um so these these two robert palmer girls who show up more in this movie than you would think Mm-hmm. fangirl over him he doesn't notice that as they're fangirling over him he's just like let's go live ladies and like, like be, uh, thomas his buddy notices that behind uh them as they're like doing this like live blog thing these like like scummy looking dudes are like groping and kind of like getting too frisky with his girlfriend pawing, and, and yeah. sam in the background yeah at the bar yeah yeah so eventually like keegan because oh, thomas is the one who's like thank god he's wearing glasses because his eyes are actually working no one else's eyes are working mm-hmm. in this fucking movie. Um, spoiler, Thomas is my number one in my okay. rankings. Uh, Keegan eventually runs over to break it up. It looks like they are going to straight up murder him. So, so Lexi then, pulls uh, out a knife. Lexi pulls out a knife. And then these two guys pull out guns. Yeah. Uh, and then their bodyguards come in. Like, Lexi drops the knife. And it seems to suggest that, like, maybe these two dudes are, like, underworld. And Lexi knows this. And it's like, you shouldn't have done that. And he knows he shouldn't have done that or something but like what that. what is Alexi? Yeah, he's just like of a lower class of underworld, I guess. Are there oligarch tears? I don't mm-hmm. understand. But then Alexi's bodyguards come in and they have guns. So these guys have to get hustled out of there. Uh, big commotion in the middle of this club. And, and yeah. the one of the thugs is like, you and your friends are all fucked. Everybody got yeah. that? Yeah. So these guys are like these like these bald bratva motherfuckers. Um the crew leaves the club in the car. Keegan Allen is like, it's like apparently a two SUV kind of crew because like Keegan's bros are in the one car and Alexi and his girl are in the other car. But Keegan Allen's like, who the fuck are those guys? And the driver says, well, they're bad dudes and Alexi should know better. And then Keegan Allen says, I wonder if I got any of that on camera. And his girlfriend is like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Guess I shouldn't only care about content. Uh, although oh that reminds me when they when they were a douchebag when you started dating me baby yeah really yeah who who did you think i was you can see it online when they walk into when you when they walk into the russian club uh i think it's probably 80 yard in you can hear keegan saying whoa look at this so much content (laughs) (laughs) uh the worst people so back at the hotel 
I didn't know it was a hotel for a long time. They're mm-hmm. in the the room. Their girlfriend's laying in Four bed. Four poster comes, bed. Yeah, Keegan comes back to bed. She lays her head in his chest while he talks. There's like uh like one of those things like we don't hear their conversation. Yeah, did they just like lose the audio? So later, Keegan can't sleep. It's like 4 a.m. So he gets on the phone, gets his phone out, goes up the roof and scrolls through his feed and his girlfriend's feed. And, and then we bio, hear the ADR of the conversation they had earlier. Her bio is live, laugh, love. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So then we hear like her voiceover, which is basically like, I know you're so used to like having people follow you all around, but I don't remember the rest. But it's like, oh, maybe there's an actual emotional core to these two characters. Nope. Well, it's, so this nope. is a, she's I think they mentioned on the airplane that she's never left the country. This is the first trip she's been on with him. And she's like, I finally get to be part of it with you. I'm not sure what these trips are normally like, uh, but it looks like we were in real danger. So it's like, OK, she's kind of new, at least to this side of his life. Yeah. So the next morning in their suite in like the common area, Cole and his girlfriend are just, you know, doing that thing where you sit by the window and smile at each other. You just smile like a lot of smiling. Just so much so much goddamn smiling mm-hmm. um they have no chemistry together it's the most boring christian relationship ever dash right. lets his like one night stand out dash is also i gotta say though this is a cool robe oh you like the robe it's like a white robe it, like it's like furry line it's like a fur line bathrobe basically it's kind of, i mean I, I so is this girl white. the one from the club or is this just a different girl that he's laying out who knows who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, Keegan's whole energy in this movie, we'll find out in this scene, is either what's up, kids, or Haha, look how dorky my friends are. Because mm-hmm. he's constantly just like, look how dorky my friends are. So Thomas is still asleep. Cole and Aaron are going out because Alexi's like sending a car for them at 2 p.m. I think Samantha's like hungover. Look how dorky the- Dash's socks are. I, yeah, I, didn't, I missed it. Mm-hmm. But like also, how much fucking vodka do they drink? Jesus Christ. Um, so well, they, they I, we, we we skipped over it, but like when he was like talking with Alexi at the club, he was basically like, I don't actually drink that much. Uh, Keegan was. Yeah. Like it's mostly just for the, you know, the videos. Right, right, right. Uh, also, as they go out, I had a chuckle as they're leaving the hotel because Keegan's jacket looks like he has the biggest fucking shoulder pads in it. That's just his shoulders, man. No way that's his shoulders. Just some fucking Dwight Howard shoulders on There's, that guy. Like he would bump his chin every time he looked to one direction or the other. <laughs> They're so big. He doubt so, his fucking uh, what are those like deltoids or something? I don't know. So um, they're supposed to go somewhere specific with the driver, but they want to go see Red Square, which we are not going to see in this movie because this movie can't afford shit and it got nowhere near Russia. They have no money because they're terrible tourists, and the driver's just like, "Here's a hundred rubles." Also, I am going to force feed a clue for later in the movie into your hand as hard as I can. It's Soviet Russia. Driver tips you. Uh, so we see some stock footage yeah, in Moscow. Just the fucking drivers, like, have some money. Yeah. Um, so Cole and Aaron walk around looking at nothing important. At they go all. to the Red Square. And then there's some stock footage of uh, the Kremlin and whatnot. Yeah. And then they, they, they ultimately walk around what looks like maybe... I don't know. Is there a mall next to the Red Square? Mm-hmm. So they end up in some kind of restaurant, which isn't a bad looking restaurant. There's a little balcony era area. He seems like a total douchebag. She teases him like, what was it like not broadcasting all day? And then if you didn't know that this was going to be the game or, or worse, she says, hey, Cole, remember, tonight is all about you. It's like, OK, so was, I got it. was this the moment in the movie where, you know, it would all be a game? Yeah, yeah. Because I knew way earlier. Okay. <laughs> she was being weird on the plane itself, and I was like, oh, it's all set up. 
Was she being weird or was she just yeah. reading her book? No, there is. There, I can't remember the exact line, but she, they, my radar went off right at the start of this movie. They're like, oh, they're all in on it. Oh, okay. I had a different radar going mm-hmm. off of her on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, so the check comes. There, There's like this red piece of paper that has some numbers on it that's like wrapped up in the money that like every time he keeps dropping it, there's someone is just like, hey, take this. You need this. It's just it's not so very clever. Later. You know, like no. as, as a, a clue or like, ooh, when are we going to follow up on that? It just doesn't work. It's, I know what they're going for, but they did not achieve it. They needed to like go back to the drawing board on that. They're trying to do this unsettling moment. Whatever my fact, they're in Russia. They don't speak a lick of Russian. They don't mm-hmm. have a fucking clue what anyone's saying. Where it's like, I think he's not sure if he has enough money with the hundred rubles for the bill. But like he's like watching the the guy down behind the bar, like taking a phone call, and like the like he just feels creeped out, and the guy comes up and he's like, Alexi has paid for your meal. Well, the guy the, like, the waiter takes the know? phone call and is like staring at him while talking on the phone. It's like all weird and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, is it cool or creepy that Alexi knows where to find us? And it's like, I don't know, man. His fucking driver dropped you off, so. And then yeah, it's like, oh, you are. dropped this red card that will be a clue later. Hold on to this. Yeah. And he's like, please. oh, I wonder what this is. I'll hold on to it. Yeah, put this in your uh, elegantly distressed jeans. Mm-hmm. So before they leave, he's got to broadcast to his fans. Thanks them for the eating suggestions. And this is when we get the moment of, I don't know how why everyone shit talks Russia so much. Beyond the guns and gangsters, it's not so bad. It's like record scratch. Everyone stops and stares at him. And he's like, what? It's not. How much of attention did you pay to like the comments on his live stream? I started to at the beginning of the movie. And then I was just like, I will be here all night if I do that. How, what are they like? I mean, we're mostly pretty stupid, but occasionally there's funny stuff. The ones at the end are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the stupid, stupid shock ending. Um, so they're supposedly going to go broadcast live from an escape room in three hours. So the car goes back to the hotel. I don't know why, because the guy's like, I've got to get you somewhere specific at a certain time earlier, but now they have time to go back to the hotel. The driver whatever. is like really insistent that like he like he didn't even want to let them go look around, but he's let them. But now he's like, you need to be back at this oh. time. And now your driver's waiting outside. You need to go. Yeah. Well, the driver was like when they got out of the car earlier, because the car picked them up at 2 p.m. And he's like, I have to get you somewhere specific at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's like. What are we doing for six hours then, you son of a bitch? You squirrely son of a bitch? Are we just driving around Russia? What the fuck? Um, so they get back to the hotel. Cole tries to get the money back to him. He's just like, no, please. I'm super squirrely. Keep the money. Mm-hmm. And Alexi's just like, still. oh, my driver getting you a problem. I'll have him killed. Yeah. So Aaron goes in the change. Alexi's over by the car. Uh, he's just like, my brother, I wish I could do this escape room again. But you can't go a second time for some reason. Mm-hmm. Alexi's girlfriend is just like, yeah, so Alexi would not shut up about how intense the escape room was for months after he went. Alexi's like, it provides whatever is lacking. Yes, exactly. Is that from Hostel? No, it's from the game. Okay, okay. Man, the game is such a better movie. Yeah, spoiler alert, as whatever. Um, this, is, this movie is just doing the game, basically. It's all a setup from the start. Uh, yeah. Go watch the game directed by David Fincher. Much better movie. Mm-hmm. I paid them more to make them stop. <laughs> it's like the it's like one of the few movies where I could say Sean Penn is totally necessary to that movie. Yeah, I'd say so because he because his his weird energy just the totally right type of uh, I'm not sure if I trust my brother because he's a fuck up. Also, the at the time super I don't know scandalous but great throwaway line of uh, when they when they call Nicholas Van Orton to say Are you going to be there at this certain thing? And he says. 
Does Ethel Kennedy own a black dress? Does Rose Kennedy have a black dress? Oh, yeah. yeah. But like at the time, you have to, it's funny because the Kennedys were dying like crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, apparently it's a QAnon theory that John John's still alive. Did you know He was that? supposed to come back tonight and reveal himself as the new vice presidential candidate for Donald Trump. Uh, that didn't happen, amazingly enough. Tonight? Mm-hmm. Why tonight? Uh, I don't know. There's some rally in Dallas, and I think it was going to be symbolic that it would re- he would reappear at Dallas. But I guess the the new thing is that uh, he he's he's come he's back, but he's going under the guise of Mike Pence. So it's it's not the same Mike Pence as it was before. But all inside jokes apply. Can you, can you imagine looking like John John in your youth, mm-hmm. and then growing up to look like that puckered anus Mike Pence? Good God! Mm-hmm. Speaking oh, of puckered insane. anuses, so they're in the industrial section of Moscow here drive into just a random warehouse there's a lot of beanies in this movie i'm noticing now everyone's got beanies on are you wearing a beanie as we record i'm not i should be um, just in solidarity with keeks so they 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 go in before they get out of the car aaron gives cole a kiss he looks like pretty unimpressed with the kiss well here's the thing we there's 30 minutes in the movie we're about to go into the escape room and we really have done nothing with this character so far He's just Don't know who he is. Yeah, we have no idea who he really is. We haven't really seen like this huge kind of like chasm between his like online and and you know real persona or whatever you know. Like yeah, he just yeah. seems like kind of the same guy the whole time, just kind of more amped up for his live stuff. But yeah, it, there's there's not a, a ton of contrast there at all. Which comparatively, like take a silly movie like Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. That movie is brilliant. For the first half an hour. You have so much like secret character development hidden into like a party sequence, and is literally at the half an hour mark where like monster shit starts to happen. Well, speaking of uh, Elton John, who I was doing a deep dive on in the movie Rocket Man. Speaking of Elton John. Speaking of Elton John, there's the the sequence where he he, uh, he tries to kill himself. Basically, jump in the pool and they get him out and they pump his stomach and they like it's like this kind of whole like kind of musical sequence where they fix him up, put the uh, Dodgers jumpsuit on him and like inject him. And he like, he just looks like shit until suddenly like they've like got him back in costume and they put a hat on him and like hand him a baseball bat. And suddenly he like lights up, like he's ready to perform again. You know, it's like, there's this Mm -hmm. real transition there between like, I hate my life, but Oh, now I'm on stage. I'm doing, I'm, I'm big Elton John, you know, like there's none of that here in this movie. There's no like transition where you're like, Oh wow. Look at how he has to like change himself when he goes, on camera he's just always kind of keeking out the whole time yeah i would hate this movie if it even attempted an all that jazz kind of (laughs) thing like that um good god but the problem is though like the last 45 minutes of this movie are all deconstruction of a character like him like falling apart and his character being tested but they've done nothing to establish we don't know who the character is so it's like this is this is even another layer of torture porn which is even grosser Mm -hmm. so outside the escape room Alexi gives him a, ru- a warning, like, no matter how real it may seem, they're safe. And Cole's like, that's dramatic. Let's do it. And they, they exposition that um, they're going to take his phone away and, like, jack it into the feed. There's cameras all throughout the escape room. And so people will be able to see, like, from all these different angles what's going on through his, like, live stream. That does not make any sense if you really think about it. I mean, just, sure, go with it, yeah. It, also, like, the, the, uh, you see, like, in a control room, you see, like, it has, like, a special jack for him just to put his fucking iPhone into, mm-hmm. which, no, no, that's not real. But if you think about how many camera feeds you would have, like, they're just going to do, like, a live edit 
I mean, it's pretty, pre- presumably it's it's like they're running a TV show or something. Yeah, where they're yeah. just like fading back and forth between angles and stuff. We're just gonna run the newsroom here. Mm-hmm. So they go to the escape room. Cole does a super lame, you know, intro to his his ERL fans. This place is exclusive. What's up, kids? I'm using gears. Yeah, and so again, because they they put in the phone the control panel, we hear an ADR bit where he's like, "That's my backup phone. I hope they don't find all my nudes, Aaron. I'm just kidding." It's like. What? That joke is funny. Also, you can't make a joke about having a backup phone because the rest of the movie, I'm thinking you're going to pull out another phone. <laughs> no, no. So the, the setup is like, oh, you're being held in a Bolshevik prison and like these dudes with gas masks come in and uh, they only speak Russian or something like that. And it's like this is a facility where the Indians of state are tortured, questioned and killed. And the last man executed is still inside. And I think it's like they have an hour or something like that. So basically the, the gist is they're going to take all Keegan's friends because they're all going to have like ma- or, uh, bags put over their heads, let inside. They're going to put all Keegan's friends into death traps and he has to rescue them one by one and he has an hour to do so. Um, so they lead him into a room and he, uh, where there's just like a dead dude. Uh, dead naked Dead guy. naked guy. There is some dick. Yeah, he's hanging it's down like little, for sure. It's like a little baby like Michelangelo dick, but it's there. It's got an X strong on his stomach and... Uh, and Keegan says what we're all thinking. He says, what? This is crazy. Well, he, he pulls off the, the hood he has and like is trying the door. Doesn't notice this dead body for about 30 seconds here. And then it's like, oh, yeah. shit. And yeah. it, it's Pile like clothes and shoes. This yeah. guy's on a slab like he's about to go in the, into the incinerator here. Yeah. So we can hear like Thomas is like down the hallway behind like a locked cell door. He's like strapped to some kind of machine. So Cole, this is where I will say this, though. For as like shitty job as they have done in getting like doing no favors to Keegan Allen here, it is hard to watch him have to carry this movie on his back for like the next ten minutes because he has to narrate this stupid fucking experience in a way it, it, where he thinks he's being watched. Yeah, and he yeah, is, like he's us. streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he intuitively has to cut this dude open. He's like talking to the camera the whole time, and he's just like, "Is no one going to stop me?" And then my best, my favorite part is right before he cuts into this dude, he says, "This is so sketch." And then he disembowels this dude. Like he's just. I mean, I guess this is a dummy or something, right? I don't know. It's Russia. It's, it's a real, the real body. Yeah. Like, like he's just pulling out like miles and miles of entrails. It's pretty like, gross. Again, like if it went on for like two more minutes, it'd be it'd be genius. Um, well, like if, if I key. was this guy, I'd be like, this this seems too real. I'm pretty sure this is actually a body I'm cutting open. I don't think mm-hmm. you could fake this. Yeah. Also. I don't know, honestly, if it would be my first thing because he's pulling out like the uh, the intestines and he's like squishing them and cutting them open. Well, he finds like I don't know. I guess like the stomach is like he finds that and then cuts that open and there's a key inside. I don't know. That would be. I don't know that I would get there right away. I don't know. I'd get there as fast as he did. <laughs> On yeah, the he, live stream, one of the comments says, "Cut his dick." Ha 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 ha. <laughs> you know what? Good point. Another um, another comment just says, "Fuck him." <laughs> I should suck this guy's dick to see if he's real. <laughs> We're like, whoa, this took a turn. This movie just got good. Um, so he gets the door open and gets down the hallway. He finds like Aaron in a cell door trapped in like a glass cage. Like, uh, oh, clearly uh, we filled up with water. Yeah. Like Piper Parabo in the prestige. Sure. Yeah. Future, um, future episode. Does, yeah. And she just does a lot of like, uh, shrugging. Like, like I can't fine. hear you. Yeah. Like, she seems not at all bothered by this. Mm-hmm. Um, another cell, Samantha's chained into an electrical chair. And uh, Cole says, do you think this is a real prison? I think it's a real prison. Good note. She's got, a, <laughs> like, a, some sort of mask on where she can't talk. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you can another only groan. Dash and Thomas are another cell. Dash is like an Iron Maiden, and Thomas is one of those things that like stretches you. And there's, uh, I think it's it's not until his door opens and he, he like he he escapes his cell by finding the key, and then he finds all these other cells. And as soon as he's out, I think is when like the death traps start for Thomas and Dash here, where yeah. it's like they're slowly the the Iron Maiden slowly starts to close the weird stretchy thing that Thomas is in slowly starts to like, you know, raise higher and higher and like, you know, pull his hands higher. Um, so he figures out that like, Oh, this is the puzzle. And cause uh, two other cells open opposite of dash and Thomas. And so he figures out there's like a bunch of gears in there and he's like, Oh, I have to arrange these so that they spin the right way to like stop the, the death traps or whatever. But it's, it's weird because uh, dash and Thomas are like, increasingly concerned and thomas is like hey man this actually kind of hurts you know and you got you got to go faster dude this thing's getting close and the whole time keegan allen is just like haha this is this is a pretty cool escape room thing check it out there's gears like uh let me uh i don't know hey guys i got it just chill out don't relax you know i'm doing my thing i don't need to speed up or anything so I don't know if we can even sell because I'm trying to sell this to an audience because I don't think you should watch this movie. I'm sorry. Um, there's just a bunch of holes in the walls and like gears, like massive gears laying on the ground. And he like intuits like a system by which he can insert the gears. There's again, a bunch of holes on the wall and he's got to figure out like what gear to insert certain which hole, that kind of thing. It's very video game mask. Yeah. If it went on for five minutes longer and in slow motion, it would either be genius and or sexy. But uh to repeat the line you said earlier, but you left off the coup de gras. He's talking to surveillance camera at one point. And he says, what up, kids? I'm using gears to solve puzzles to save my friends' lives. And then he adds, lives are at stake. <laughs> so it's basically like a CrossFit video of him just like lifting gears. But he's like, he's really taking his time being like, hey, chill out, guys. Like, you know, stop worrying that you might get hurt. when." Well, especially as Thomas is like, you know, not, uh, not uh, downplaying. This fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. And like, meanwhile, Dash is like, bro, this Iron Man's about to stab me in my fucking eye. <laughs> um, so finally, Cole gets all the gears. And the they also, moment. they cut to that stupid clock way too much beginning of this. And then they forget about and it. And they forget about it. Like, it's like halfway through the edit, they forget about it. And suddenly it's at zero. And you're like, oh, the last time we saw that clock, there were 40 minutes left. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Cole, Dash, and Thomas are now free. They go check on the puzzle that has Samantha, which is a cell across from her. It's like a maze thing where if they it's like a metal it's, it's like a, a fucking child's toy they have to like guide a, a metal thing through the maze and if they hit the side it shocks her i think so dash and cole keep doing it and shocking samantha and laughing about it until thomas points out hey you assholes this is actually hurting her like this fucking dipshit dash like can't figure out that this is actually hurting their friend even though she's like screaming in pain each time they do it but but i want to i want to not let cole off the hook here because he realizes that Thomas is correct exactly one second before Dash. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's blameless in this situation. He's laughing and enjoying himself just as much. So they finally get her free and out of this chair. Um, Samantha's, you know, understandably pretty fucking pissed, would like to leave. Dash points out now that he barely knows Alexi. And I don't feel like this was new information because they're all like, what the fuck, Dash? And it's like, what do you mean you barely know the guy? Yeah. Did you really get an impression that they were like college roommates or something? Like he doesn't, he, I, I didn't think they were that good of friends. Come on. So they're all cr- acting like Dash really let them down here. But I, I, I don't want to defend Dash, but I don't think he'd let them down anymore. Ah, fuck Dash. Um, 
So Aaron, they get finally go over to Aaron in her like glass cage against Hugh Jackman's wife in the Prestige. Aaron just keeps smiling and shrugging. Mm -hmm. She's just smiling and shrugging. She's holding a key, and Cole keeps yelling at her and saying, "Can you hear me?" And this is where I love Samantha because she's like, "Hey, Cole, can you hear her?" Then no, she can't hear you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Oh, ha 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 ha, awesome." And so they, so the, they they sell across from Aaron has like a new puzzle to solve, and it's literally just the uh, the three liter five liter bottle thing from Die Hard Three, which is hilarious because then the guy goes, "Oh, it's like the thing from Die Hard," and it's just like, "Well, I guess you lampshaded that one." Well, the best part too is that Thomas says that, and I still don't think that the rest of these dumbos get it. Mm -hmm. Like he still has to then go do everything for them. Um, thank God Thomas is there to take charge. Um, also, this water they're using looks like apple juice piss. I think that's just the running water in Russia. You know what, though, guys? We are dialing back the Russia jokes as hard as we can, and it's killing me. Um, so this opens the cell, the glass, Aaron's glass box. She, now, she's still in the glass box. Yeah, it opens the cell, but the box is still in there. And like the, up, up top, it's like there's like a thing they're supposed to turn, but they, it's like stuck. It's rusted over, so they can't get in. And they're like really freaking out. And oh man, she's gonna drown. And he eventually goes yeah. and just grabs one of the gears, uh, and he tries to break the glass, and that's not working. And like she's fully submerged now, and it looks like she's drowning. So he gets up top and is like able to break the lock on the top of it with the gear, and they pull her out. And it's like oh shit, she's dead. Nope, she's coughing. She's fine. She just spits a bunch of water out. She just almost drowned. <laughs> and the movie's like, remember that timer? You just hit the end of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, and they're okay. like, man, that was kind of fucked up. Like, yeah. I don't know. The stakes are weird. They don't. They're like in this nether region where like, is this, is it part of the game or the, you know, is it not part of the game? Should I be, what well, were the, could they have actually died there? We don't know. Well, and then, so at the beginning of all this too, occasionally Alexi would come in on the loudspeaker and be like, what's up, my bros, you've got to do this. And then like, he just stopped doing it all together. So they keep bringing up like, Alexi was talking to us, and then he just right. disappeared. Alexi, stop. Yeah, it's very close to Alexis' stop, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, so also, apparently it wasn't a big enough deal that Samantha almost died because of these assholes. Now it's like a big deal because Aaron almost died. So they assume that something bad has happened. They get to the control room. when They, they, when they, they use, use the key, key that uh, Holly, Holly and Roland had to get in there. You know, you know what I don't believe is in this control room? Hmm. is the uh, um, controls by which they plugged in his phone. No, it, it they see a uh, it looks like a knocked over like a uh, bottle of champagne that was in one of those like champagne holder things with the ice, yeah. as though this was supposed to be the celebration room. But something's gone wrong because there's blood on the walls and they're like you know smash bottle and all this. Also, we haven't really mentioned the um the setting here very much. You know, it's it's just dark murky. and dim and murky. Even when they get into the celebration room, it's also just like the walls are grayish brown and it's dirty and murky and the lighting is very yellow and the rest of the movie is going to look like this like yeah. from from like 30 minutes on get used to this color palette it's really just unpleasant to watch i don't want to diss the hard work of any of the professionals who made this movie except for maybe the writer but uh the set designer this is an easy buck yeah um there's a lock on the door that leads you know out of the building and cole wants to smash his way through and everyone begs him not to and he tells well, this is weird because land. they're all like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. And it's like, wait, why? Now now you're suddenly like concerned. Oh, we or should something? hang out. We should hang out in the death trap. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, we're in a strange land of no wallets or IDs or passports or phones. So it's up to us to get out of here. So he smashes through and goes outside. 
outside there's some like dead bodies. I think these are like, security guys or some mm-hmm. SUVs. There's some dudes in ski masks. One of the bald guys from the club has a like, gun pointed at Alexi's girlfriend. He says something to them in Russian and then shoots this chick in the head. They really needed subtitles here. Like, I don't know, maybe it's like part of the terrors. You don't know what these people are saying or something, but. Well, yeah, but also I think you can subtitle it because it's probably super mundane conversation yeah. because none of these assholes speak Russian. Like they could all just be like, Hey man, this thing is totally working. Look at their faces. They're so scared. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put bags over their heads. They throw them in a van. The driver, the tried- Igor, the driver from earlier is the driver of this van. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. The guy gave him the hundred rubles. So Keegan wakes up strapped in a chair in a torture room. There's like a like leather daddy dude left. with a mask on. Yeah. There's a couple of, uh, what's the guys from that movie? Is it machine? There's a couple of machines. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some some they all know his name one of these guys has a gun or this guy this guy who comes in who i just call the main russian guy for the rest of the movie this guy comes in and i was just like oh wait is this going to be somebody earlier is there going to be a big reveal but like it's just some fucking random dude like it's weird because it, it feels like this should be a big reveal but it's like who the fuck is this guy so this actor pasha d Lynchkov, mm-hmm. is is uh everything you need when you need a tough looking russian guy he is the most Russian-looking man ever. He is in every fucking movie or TV show where they need a stoic Russian thug. Mm-hmm. He's got a scar I, over one of his eyes in this. I mean, God forbid this guy gets to play just like a family man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something. So he comes in and does like a fake out like he's going to shoot Keegs in the head. Uh, and then they see and that it, he's filming. It turns out he's Keegan. also an influencer, but just on like the torture scene. Yeah. That's what he does. He's a Russian torture influencer. Although, What's I up, must say, dudes? not a very good one because he keeps stepping in front of the camera when he's doing the torture. It's like, come on, dude. We want to see that. As if it's fake. Why are we on, like, the dark web watching your secret, uh, like, torture snuff film like this... that you're live streaming if you keep stepping in front of the camera so we can't see what you, all the, the gore that you're doing? Legitimate question. Is this just Russian Twitch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, pay piggies? How do, I, how do you want me to kill this stupid American? So he tells the audience, like, yeah, they're, they're going to pay to watch Americans get executed. They get to pay to decide how it's done. So he says, you know, as if this is a movie, he says to our main character here, we're going to kill every one of your friends every half an hour and you last. So they duct tape Keegan up again. He, he did the thing first cell. where he, like, pulled out a gun and pretended he, like, he was about to execute Keegan. So, like, Keegan starts crying, you know, and then it's just like, haha, just a joke. So Keegan peed himself, right? I hope he so. He peed yeah. himself. But, like, for real, on set, mm-hmm. Keegan's like, this will add some authenticity. Uh, um, Does anyone so have a bag? <laughs> oh, it's warm. So they duct tape his mouth. They drag him to a cell, chain him up. There's a TV in the cell that he can watch his friends intermittently as if it, you know, the ratchet up tension. So the footage shows him like Aaron's cell for a moment. Then it cuts out. So he somehow watches the screen as they torture Samantha. They do something horrible to her. They slash her throat. The Russian guy smiles at the camera. But like, they like... They're in front of her blocking the camera and then he like steps back and it's like, oh, she's bleeding from the throat now. It's like they slit her throat, but we didn't see it happen. As if it's fake. Mm-hmm. So he like uh, he like smashes his shackles on the bed frame he's on. He breaks them off. He like pauses. There's a guard outside. He relaxes when the guard leaves. He can hear his friends screaming elsewhere in the complex. So he remembers that red piece of paper that has something written on it. Uses the bed frame to start like climbing through air vents. There's so many fucking air vents in this movie too. Yeah, he, it goes like, through like the the ducts up above. But he watches like Dash get tortured. This is kind of funny. They they cut off Dash's arms. <laughs> I gotta say, if I was uh, like paying some Bitcoin to watch this like snuff stream, 
I'd be very upset because you can't see what they're fucking doing. And it's all murky and dark and the guy's like standing in front of it. And it, so it took me, I'm like, did they cut off his arm? I think they did, yeah, it, but like you can barely tell. Yeah. Well, cause the guy, he cuts off the one arm and I'm kind of glad you can't totally see it on one hand, but like I'm not. He, he says, I want to see it. I paid good Bitcoin for this on the dark web. Of course you did. Mm-hmm. He says, Oh, you're not dead from that. <laughs> Let's do the other one or mm-hmm. something like that. But the Russian guy's like, you have audience. I have audience. Mine is just a little more selective. I just feel like this guy isn't a very good torture streamer. He's well, blocking he's, the you know, camera and he has no panache about it, you know? Oh, and I think that's a big failing because this guy, like, you should have made this guy, like, he should be like a, like a Russian Joss Whedon villain. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, snappy dialogue and you're kind of like, ooh, I hate this guy, but I also kind of love him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, you know, talking to the camera, but in Russian about torture. So um, the Russian news audience picked up, oh, we got to the bone saw. They, the, apparently the audience picked it out. So Keegan makes a noise. They can tell he's in the vents. So he gets out of the vent, and there's like a scene where he's in the hallway, and a bunch of the henchmen are looking for him. Thus follows a lot of really boring skulking around in hallways. Video game bullshit. As he's like hiding behind walls, like on the other side of these guys, and then like it's like when you're a link and you have to sneak into the palace, but like the guards are watching, so you have to like stay on the other side of the shrub until you know, like keep the shrub between you and the guards so they don't see you. Like it's it's that kind of stuff. Uh, Legend of Zelda movie starring Keegan Allen. I don't hate it. As uh, Link. Yeah. No, as Zelda. As, okay. both, as all the roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Keegan uses the combo on the red paper. He gets out of, like, a, out of a doorway. Oh, he like just he happens garage. to come to a, a door with a keypad, and he's like, wait a minute, that red paper, it's got a code on it. And, like, the same name as, like, the manufacturer, the, the keypad is, like, on the paper. So it's like, this must be the code. So he gets out. Wow. It would, it would be a shame if he didn't figure that out, and they had to, like, figure out a way to do, like, a cut scene mm-hmm. for this character to flash back. But the driver who gave him the thing is there, and he's like, I've been trying to help you the whole time, which makes no sense. And, like, there's no help for your friends. You need to escape. Oh, this is how so you he- know it's all fake, because, like, how would how would the driver have known that the, his friends are going to be abducted and taken to, like, a snuff, you know, stream event? Or, like, Eight hours just, earlier? Yeah, and yeah, that the, yeah. he would need the code to this specific door to get out. Like, it makes no sense at all. Right. Also... Why would he give a shit? Why mm-hmm. the fuck would he give a shit? Is he just going to be like, I'm a huge ERL fan, bro? Mm-hmm. Um, so Keegan hides behind a car and watches the henchman take the driver well, away. So the driver gives him the keys and he's just like, you got to just get the fuck out of here. And then like, oh no, they're coming hide. And so like Keegan hides, the these bodyguards come out and they like find the piece of you know red paper on the ground. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And they just like beat the shit out of the driver and drag him back inside. And this is the moment where it's like, he, he, he gets in the car and I was like, I was just like, man, what if he just fucking drove away? What a, I was gonna what say, a baller into the movie that would be. <laughs> it's just like, better. fuck my girlfriend. Fuck my friends. Uh, I'm out of here. I'm leaving Russia. Never come back. Flashback to last week when I'm looking at this in my iTunes. And I'm like, hey, next week we're doing No Escape. It's only 54 minutes long. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so the smartest thing he does, too, is he hides the key in the tire. I, I, not that it's ever going to like come up where he gets no, to get No, it'll never come back here. Yeah. So he rescues Thomas, who's been like roughed up. His glasses have been smashed. They sneak out of Thomas's cell. Thomas, apparently looking. his glasses, this is a real, um, uh, oh, what's the character's name from the Goonies? But the, uh, the Steph? Also, uh, Velma. Velma? Sure. Velma from Scooby-Doo. Every time she loses her fucking glasses. Jinkies! Yeah, can't see anything. So he's got kind of got to be led around by, by Keeks the whole time here. Yeah, so they've... They've hidden away, like, uh, you know, Keegan hugs Thomas, apologizes for this, tells Thomas that they're being tortured to death while people watch. Dash and Samantha are dead. And Thomas is like, cool, Dash is a d- douchebag. 
Um, he's a dash bag. Um, so Thomas makes a noise, and the henchmen try to break the room where they're hiding. Keegan makes moves it great. They climb down into something like a hallway or a tunnel. It's, it's or just a lot of random hallways and hiding and skulking around, and like the the weird like leather daddy henchmen will leave the room, and so they proceed having a, a conversation at normal volume until suddenly, oh no, quite you know we got to sneak around again. Eventually, one of the leather daddies like tackles. Thomas down an open elevator. They're like shaft. trying to like get an elevator to come in front of an open shaft, and then the leather daddy shows up, fires a gun multiple times, never hits them, and it's like charges and just like tackles this guy right down an elevator shaft, and you're just like, okay, yeah, as if the gun is blinks. Mm-hmm. So we spin around Keegan as he absorbs that. He cries about it. I feel like he's fine in this scene, but again, having never once connected this character at all prior. It leaves me totally flaccid. He he it should. Up- I mean, I think what the movie wants is to to show his like desperation and kind of like he's changing and becoming more feral or whatever. You know, like this is the man driven to the edge. But it really just seems like he's kind of like traumatized. Is all. Yeah. Then he picks up the gun that the one guy dropped. He takes the bullets out, right? I think it's uh, he just takes the shells out is what it is. There, it's a revolver, okay. so he empties the shells, but there's no like bullets left. So he can overhear a lot of conversation between like the main Russian guy and the bald guy from earlier. He sees that Alexi's okay, like like Alexi's in on this all. They're like talking to the driver, can't hear a word of what they're saying or can't understand a word of it. They've seemingly found the red piece of paper, and the driver's begging for his life, and Alexi shoots him. And Keegan's face says, oh, no. Well, so if, if you're around. watching this and thinking that this is all real, aren't you just like, why did Alexi have his girlfriend killed? Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, there's know, always some stupid like bullshit months? reason to kill your girlfriend. But yeah. Especially, especially in Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he can sneak around following them. He like watches. They drag Aaron out of her cell to like the torture room. They start bone sawing into her face. The Russian guy gets behind Aaron when Keegan comes in and like uses her as a shield to stop Keegan. So Keegan has a gun. He's like begging him to let her go. And like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck are you doing? He offers the guy all of his money. And again, we don't even know if Keegan's rich because I don't know how you make money. Off well, they shit. keep, they keep showing uh, like Russian comments on like the Russian Twitch or whatever, but it's like, okay, well, we don't know what they're saying. And then there's like a number that's changing and it's like, is up good? Or is if the number goes up? Is that good or bad? Like, what am I, what am I watching exactly? Well, it should have been a, a better line. Mm-hmm. But when he offers the guy all of his money, the Russian guy is just like, they'll pay me more. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the Russian guy puts like his thumb into Aaron's face wound. He's like laughing about this. So Aaron headbutts the Russian guy. He uses it as a, as a distraction to put some bullets in his gun. So, it just so happens that there are some uh, bullets that fit his gun, his revolver on the table there. So like as this guy's been headbutted and distracted, Keegan like very quickly loads the gun and shoots a guy in the shoulder, uh, but it's just like a flesh wound or whatever. And so the guy's just like, ha, ha, ha. And then he just like well, shoots a Holland Roland in the side of the head. Because prior to this, we, you know, Keegan had walked in this room with an empty gun that he mm-hmm. brought to a Cossack fight. Yeah. Um, so slow-mo yell, Eric! Kaboom. Ka- yeah. Oh, shit. There goes my girlfriend. Her so brains are all over the fucking wall. Yeah. Um, so the henchman like throw him into a room. He manages to like, kick the door shut. So now he's trapped in a little room as they're banging on the door. There's another fucking grate. He falls into another dark room. There's more there's... skulking around. Yeah. And then there's Alexi filming on the phone. And Alexi's just like, Cole, how does it feel to lose everything? Well, with like it's a like... single light shining down from above, it's like completely obvious that this is like a stage thing. 
Yeah. So Cole tackles him and wants to kill him, and he starts like punching the shit out he's, of him. As Alexi, he's like pistol whipping him. Yeah, he's he just starts pistol whipping Cole, and uh, he eventually just seemingly murders this guy. Just like beats his face to bloody pulp. To a bloody pulp. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the lights come and on. And only then, only then, like a minute later, the lights come on, and it's it's uh, there's like a screen on the wall, like showing Cole Turner ten years. Yeah, with like clips of him um you know from his vlog and then like all the lights come on and all these people walk up and it's it's all his friends with they've got champagne because this is the game basically it's the end of the game twins are there yeah all the all the people he's seen earlier walk back up they're all fine the the girlfriend uh, holland roland's fine um the uh alexi's girlfriend got shot in the head she's fine but then they're like oh my god he just beat the shit out of alexi and murdered him and it's just like they're flashing on screen these shots of like how they faked the whole thing, you know, like how all his friends were in on it the whole time. The the driver is like dropping them off and like smiling Mm -hmm. at the hidden camera, the dash. There's one of them in the restaurant. There's a friend's like not giving a shit and trying too hard to help Aaron when they thought she was drowning. Aaron's got like a rebreather, like up in the, the, the glass box with the water. And so now Lexi's girlfriend has realized what's happening. She's freaking out. And Cole picks up the phone that Lexi was holding and sees that it's streaming. And the comments are like, did we just watch your murder? One person comments, you are so fucked. Another just comments, kill, 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 kill. And he just kind of holds it up because he doesn't know what else to do because this is his, this is who he is. He streams. He's got more followers now too. Um, and it's, he's just like, oh my God, what have I done? And that's how it ends. Yeah. That's the movie. Ooh, so deep. He, he was driven to murder by social media or something. Oh, and then like the, like as he's breathing faster and panicking, the dings of every time like a little heart like gets faster and mm-hmm. faster and faster. So the end. Then after the credits, we get like a a wild things esque like. Well, it's like it's like through. during the credits. Yeah, it's like wild things esque uh, in the worst way possible. Uh, like ooh, here's all the stuff you missed about how the his friends were setting this up and in on it the whole time. We should do wild things at some point. We should, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we see um, the behind-the-scenes stuff that's setting up this thing, or like Dash of Aaron before Cole comes over, or like Dash FaceTiming Thomas while Cole's in the convenience store, which that's really risky. Um, or the friends like setting up this plan, like the Russian guy smiling and being a part of it. And Dash is like, he's always looking for something to actually scare him. And then they're all like, good luck, buddy. <sighs> wow, so deep. Now I know about the dangers of uh, influencer culture. You never know if you might uh, go too far in an escape room and murder someone. So if I could quote Keegan Allen's Instagram in describing this movie, Mm -hmm. he says that this is a movie that will forever change the way you look at yourself through social media. That's true. It did. Oh, here's what I'm saying. Like, they're in Russia. Is he really in trouble? Is he really? (laughs) Flashback to the... Maybe greatest arrest development joke yes. of all time. Found <laughs> a leak in the Mexican leaks. Yeah. I have money. Just, just Vlad, please don't arrest me. I'll uh, I'll just throw some Russian propaganda on my uh, live stream every once in a while. We good? Yeah. We're good. Suddenly I'm MAGA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any complaints? Did this... you just not hear the last hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the the ending really is the worst part for me. Um, the the rest of the movie is not good, but I, I feel like the ending is it's just no. I you movie are not good enough to try to pull off this kind of an ending. Just do the game ending. Yeah, that would be my my one change. Just just not have him beat the guy to death and just have it 
I the the ideal version of this movie is that you've got to know a little bit more about his character, and then like this is like the catharsis for him to realize that like you know maybe he needs more separation between uh, his online persona and his off or or whatever. You know, you you got to arrive at some sort of catharsis for the character there at the end of the movie. Well, and again, the difference is the game is number one. It's I can't even imagine the version. Not that I don't like them. I would be curious, but like the original version of the game was supposed to be. What was it like Nicole Kidman and Jodie Foster before it was uh, Michael Douglas and Sean Penn? But like Michael Douglas is playing the evolution of all the Michael Douglas, like white guy, you know, American characters he's played. And he's like dealing with his mortality as he's like getting closer to the same age that his father was when his father killed him. It's himself. brilliant casting. It's brilliant casting, but like there's a whole emotional core that's mm-hmm. working its way through the background of this movie. We don't know fuck all about Cole Turner here, except they even cast, and it's on Wikipedia. Like they tell you the names of the people who play his parents in a like six second mm-hmm. flashback. I guess what it's you're like, saying is that writer director Will Wernick is not David Fincher. Well, I think there's a reason this isn't one of, under the uh, the Bloomhouse mm-hmm. banner. Um, oh God, I just <laughs> too saw bad something. for Bloomhouse. I just saw something where Blumhouse was like somebody's uh, college roommate. Oh, who was it? it was yeah, Sonic. yeah, I remember what that was. Uh, I can't think of the person though. Oh, it's um, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, the Adam Driver movie of ScarJo, where she dances funny and they get divorced. Uh, Adam no Driver. Bombach. No, no Bombach. Bombach. Okay. Yeah, those two were college roommates. Mm-hmm. Talk about a a path diverged. <laughs> And That's what it was because, directions. uh, yeah, kicking and screaming. Um, there, yeah, I think yeah, Blumhouse like almost produced that or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, there's so many changes I would make this movie. It starts with the character of Cole Turner, who I don't relate to at all. And it's like, like you said, the first six minutes might make you think that this is going to be a bad movie, but it'll be fun mm-hmm. at least. And then it just, it's in just the end, it is no circle. I'm sad to say the circle remains supreme. The circle remains unbroken. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do power uh, rankings. Or, or would you want to change anything else about the movie? I feel like I just said okay. yes. Okay. I've got 10. Wow. I have eight. Okay. My number 10 is Dash. Fuck that guy. Okay. My number nine is Andre, who is, um, Who's Andre? I think Andre is like the, the lead Russian. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he is. The torture influencer. Okay. Are you ready for uh, controversial number eight? I, am I going to be upset? You sure are. Okay. Cole Turner. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. How dare you? <laughs> is Holland Roland number one? Is she? No, she's not my number mm-hmm. one. I told you my number one. Okay. Uh, uh, the fact that you hate that makes it so much more delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my number eight is lev who is one of the russian thugs okay mm-hmm. do you really have to dive into imdb like you were putting your hands in like that naked guy well, you don't you don't remember out? lev breakout character lev mm-hmm. can't wait for his spinoff uh my number seven is dash <laughs> yeah i have victoria at number seven I almost put Victoria on here, but I didn't. Uh, at six, I have Alexi, who this character could have been worse. And especially, like, I really thought this guy was Russian. He's not. Good job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Way to wear those designer clothes and sunglasses. I have uh, Igor the Driver at number six. I'm not really sure the purpose of his character in general. It's, I don't know. The game is very clever. 
and like mm-hmm. you're, you're really guessing right up until the end. That is not this movie. Eat where the driver there, sticks out like a sore thumb. There is a legitimate point in the game where you 100% think that he's just been fucked over mm-hmm. by them. Like when he ends up in Mexico, I think it is. Like you, well, and the legit- whole bit with like, hey, where did you get that gun? You know, like, oh shit, that's a real gun. Like you believe that in the moment. Uh-huh. I, you could make the argument that I think that 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 the the character that Michael Douglas plays in every single one of those like eighties and nineties movies mm-hmm. is all one character, and it's kind of related to like the fucked up mindset of MAGA people, <laughs> like the fact that like the, the the white man who's always aggrieved by something in society, like falling down, yeah, that he's always falling down, or that like can you believe that like the random women who I'm having an affair with are now suddenly upset with me or whatever, like yeah. Or that Wall Street would turn on me. <laughs> Greed is not good, apparently. Um, fuck, where are we at? Is it five? I just said uh, Igor the driver at six. So my five would be Andre. Oh, okay. The the Russian dude? Yeah. Cool. I've got Alexi at five. Okay. Just because he's a character in the movie. Uh, at four, speaking of people who were just characters in the movie, I have Samantha. Yeah, she was definitely in the movie. She's my number four as well. She might have... 15 lines. Seven lines? <laughs> <Yeah>. I was like... <laughs> uh, uh, I have Thomas at three. Okay, at three, I have the two Russian twins with like Robert Palmer girls. Wow, okay. Did not rank Tw- them. 2020's tattoo. I love yeah. they bring them back at the end. Like, they're definitely going for a, the game thing where it's like, oh, all these like interesting faces you saw throughout the movie. They were all in on it, but it's just those two people. <laughs> yeah. That's all you had. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at two, of course, I have Holland Roland as mm-hmm. Aaron. Yeah, I got her at two, but I have Cole at number one. How dare you? How dare you slander the Keegs in such a fashion? Thomas is the only one who has his fucking eyes open in this game. Yeah. Uh, it's right. a movie, guys. I would not recommend this at all. Yeah, I, I think it's you not can skip bad it. enough to enjoy. No, it just it it just it so loses steam very quickly that. There's just nothing there. It's just a whole lot of like skulking around in a dark warehouse. Like it's just not fun. I mean, if you can watch like the first 10 minutes where they're still on the plane, it's like, like you on Twitter last night thinking like, oh, this is going to be a fun movie. Mm-hmm. And then turn it off once I get to the airport. All right. Well, what are we going to do for the last movie of the horror gasm? So the one that occurred to me before we recorded, what about Jennifer's body? Uh, I don't really see that as a horror movie, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I, I wrote down a list of movies. Some of these aren't technically horror movies either. Let me just read through them real quick and tell me if any of them excite you. Okay. Hereditary. Midsommar. Yep. This is not really a horror movie, but The Witches. Zodiac. The Ring. Club Dread. Dawn of the Dead. And The Beguiled. Which Beguiled? The Sophie Coppola. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know that Club Dread would make sense on this podcast. <laughs> like watching a comedy, I don't know. It's yeah, like, it's hard. it's not to do comedy uh podcast or comedy movies. Um I don't know that anyone else cares about Dawn of the Dead as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Obviously the I'm original. Assuming, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh Zodiac is very long. It is. It's very long. Um, the witches, I have to say. Say it. I remember that movie. Um, 
I, I said the, Are you about the to trailer slander the, the witches? No, 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 no. Okay. I would say the trailer for the remake left me really unexcited. Yeah, well, I mean, it was too CGI-ish and the witches looked weird. Yeah, I don't know. None. I saw the witches young enough that it it kind of it kind of seriously messed me up too. That's I feel I I saw it like probably at about the age of the characters in the movie, the kids, uh-huh. you know, and uh-huh. I I remember really liking it and being like just spooked enough by the witches. Like I don't know the the remake looks strange because the remake looks like very cutesy in places, mm-hmm. and I was like I don't remember this movie being cute. I remember this movie being wonderfully terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I've only seen that one time. Um, I don't know if you would like all of Midsommar. I've not seen it. Yeah. So you have not seen Hereditary. I have not seen Midsommar. I mean, Midsommar is like really long too. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 Are there any other not, horror movies you got? Oh, I so said it's not, I'm not finished here. The ring is not a bad choice. I see so you're talking about the Gore Verbinski remake. Yes. Which I don't believe we've done. It feels like feels like we could have, but I don't think we have. Yeah, get to watch that one scene that always freaks me out. The horse scene, or the no. the scene in the closet. The, the scene girl in the, in the closet. closet. Yeah, scared the shit out of me when the movie first came on when I first got that on DVD. Um, I'm leaning towards of this list either The Ring or Dawn of the Dead, but I mean I don't. Know. I can sit through Midsummer again. I just I don't know if you'd like it. I mean it's it's mm. it's definitely like gory it's like there's parts of it that do not appeal to me whatsoever okay hmm. Hmm. why don't we go with the ring then i feel like that's a it's a solid movie it's been a while since i watched it it's spooky cool all right so the ring it is that will be our last movie of the horror gasm mm-hmm. cool all right and then now if you've heard this podcast and one of these movies appeals to you i mean there's others the others that's the one that just occurred to me Oh, did you know? Um, did you see they're remaking that too? I think it's like a TV show or something. Yeah, there well, was the casting. It's like Kate Winslet. Really? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like. How is Kate Winslet really all that different from Nicole? King? Yeah, that's it's that's insane. that's weird. Like I feel like she like, could have played like, the role back then. Yeah, it's like the exact same thing. Um. So yeah, so if you like any of these movies and you want to win the contest to pick them and force us to watch Midsummer. <laughs> Uh, you should enter that contest and figure out what the fuck you're going to do. You know, we need to really hit like soon after the the horror gasm ends. Hmm. I feel like Mean Girls, um, Clueless, and the Now You See Me movies, or at least the first Now You See Me. I think those been those have been waiting on. a while. Yeah, you've been holding on to Mean Girls and Clueless for a while. Like mm-hmm. Aching to watch those. I mean, I suppose we could say those for like. Uh, are those romances? They're kind of. I don't know. I was thinking of saving mm-hmm. for February, but we don't necessarily need to. I'm kind of curious if somebody were to come on to Headcan, what they would make us watch. Like, are we going to have to watch, like, The Notebook? I've never seen it. Neither have I. Are you just assuming that uh, most of our listeners are female, so they would pick, like, the ultimate chick flick? Is that what your brain is there? Do your worst, ladies. Mm -hmm. Do your worst. I I mean, what's the worst you could watch? Like, Sex in the City 2? Oof. That's just mean. I saw the first one in the theater. Um... Or like making us watch uh, uh, Mamma Mia's? No, oh, that'd be fun. We should probably do Mamma Mia's at some point. Just because, fuck it, we did Cats. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be a fun one to get a guest on. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so the ring is next, and somebody entered the contest. And oh, we yeah, should yeah. mention if we didn't mention at the beginning, this contest that you can post through the end of October. So on November first, we will do the final tally and, and do the drawing. Uh, so you, if you're still waiting to order it or it's in the mail, but won't get there for a little while. That's fine. You've got time. You've got uh, I don't know two weeks or so. I mean, you're welcome to keep promoting the book after that, but mm-hmm. you know the contest ends on the thirty first. Mm-hmm. It'll be based on the honor system. Of what? That was a Seinfeld joke. No. Oh, because oh, the contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Manor. Queen of Castle. All right. Well, thus ends the headcanon on No Escape. What a film. I hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. We do this for you. The things we do for love. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.